Very awkward. Yeah. Much like Pete Davidson. Don't care for him. He's like young Adam Sandler without any of the charm. Like Ooh. Adam Sandler was was really, you know, had some similar sensibilities, but he was charming about it. And Pete Davidson does the same kinds of stupid things. He's Adam Sandler without the redeeming qualities. So Adam Sandler, when I think of him, potty humor, but like lovable loser kind of yeah. mentality. Do you have the same perception of him? Um, I, you know, this is this is a guy who um, he has these threads of old people are cute and he a young, you know, at the time, late 20s, early 30s punk. Who, do, who who beats up people with with hockey sticks, but also really really loves their grandma and will do anything for their grandma. So, um, I think there is there is a lot of heart to all of the poop humor and the nonsense that Adam Sandler does that Pete Davidson does not yet have, and I think that's the difference. I like that you said yet. And I feel like this will be our Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon thing. Let's just keep on having B-roll stuff about Pete Davidson. About Pete Davidson. Until we finally get to an episode where we talk about Pete Davidson and me making making you like him. When, if we get to episode 100 yeah, and Pete Davidson is still famous, I would be very surprised. Okay. I think he's I think he's on, he's on the he's on the way out. So Pete Davidson will be episode 100 if he's still relevant. If if he's still relevant um and not working at a Kmart. I don't want to disrespect people who work at Kmart. <laughs> Welcome to Make Me Like This, where I try to convince Brandon to like something that I don't think he already likes. And this week, I'd like to make him like app lockers. Now, app lockers are apps that lock up your apps. I have a few different app lockers that I've tried, uh, currently using quality time mostly. Uh, You have more than one installed at any given time? No. I just kind of go between them. You can only use probably one at a time, right? You, you could have multiple installed, but yeah, I use quality time uh, because quality time allows me to set uh, a profile mm-hmm. of the individual applications that I want locked down. And actually it works the opposite way. You choose the exclusions right. of the apps that you want to lock down and you can set a time frame of which it occurs and you can... So I have mine set every evening from Monday through Thursday, and I give myself uh, Friday and the weekend off. I don't yeah. restrict myself. And every one of those weekdays, Monday through Thursday, it locks down my phone and doesn't let me use any of the applications that are not on my exclusion list from 530 to 8 every night. It's and, automatically triggered. It does this for you. You don't turn yep. it on. You don't turn it off. It just, this yep. is like a timeout. It's a, yes, exactly. So I give myself a timeout yep. from 5.30 to 8 every single day. From your phone. From my phone. And this coincides with family time. Yeah. What The my, time that, you're, that you're, your children are awake and you're, home from, you're both home from work and you're in, interacting together. My wife and I have made it a priority to work on ourselves and pull ourselves away from our screens Yeah, uh, more often than we do. What we're finding is that we're addicts and we're admitting to being phone addicts. Her uh, Snapchat addict, myself, I go into my Google now and I, before I know it, I've read 20 articles and sent half of them to Brandon as links and wanting him to laugh back at it yeah mostly it's brandon's fault probably luckily he doesn't respond to all of them so it's less time spent in the app but my purpose here is i use app lockers because 
it's not enough for me to say, right, I'm going to put my phone up. I find myself coming to this app locker. While this app locker is engaged, I unlock my phone and then it says, you can't use your phone right now. Mm. It says quality time in in session. So you'll forget that you're in a timeout. Instinctively pick up your phone, try to open it up, and then it reminds you, oh, hey, not now. And it breaks me from this unconscious want desire to pick up my phone it's like muscle memory well has it changed that behavior though do you still pick it up i it it i go through stints where i take it off i got a new phone recently in the last year and for the first four months i didn't have it installed and then i progressively got worse like i got more and more into my phone in the evening to the point where It'll be dinner time. We're all sitting there eating yeah. and I'm eating my food and looking, reading an article, completely ignoring my family. Yeah. So I throw it back on and then very early on, I'm like picking it up, looking, putting it back down, picking it up, looking, putting it back down. But it serves the purpose to where it's breaking me from long-term engagement. My problem is... Long-term engagement with the phone or long-term engagement with your family? <laughs> it enables a better opportunity for long-term engagement with my family and uh, minimizes my ability to have long-term engagement with my phone. Getting sucked into your phone. And what I'm finding is that, one, it's embarrassing. I I, I am reminded. It's It's really... It's really hard to look at yourself uh, yeah. it, when and it makes me realize how many times I pick up my phone sure. and look at it. Uh, but it's like a good it's a good humbling thing. Yeah. Now, I have it set to where I can override it and it can turn off if I absolutely need my phone. Circumstances change. Yeah. Where I want to engage with it. But it makes you wait for whatever period of time you've set in the profile. So I have it for I have to wait a full minute. You have to wait a full minute to override mm-hmm. the timeout mm-hmm. so that you can use it as a normal phone. Yep. And there's often times where... Can you make it shorter than that? You could make it shorter than that, but I know that a minute is long enough for me to think about whether I actually want to engage this is in worth this. it or not. There's some times where I say override and say yes, and then I sit there and I wait and I get impatient and I put it down. And I come back and it's timed out and I'd have to go through the timeout process again. Oh, right. Because after it times out, it says, do you want to end your break? Mm. So it's like, I'll admit, it's this weird thing where you feel like you pay all this money for this phone. Yep. And now you're creating times where you're intentionally not allowing the technology to be operable. Yeah. I make exceptions for... Text messages, phone okay. calls. It basically limits me from getting on social media or into my news feeds. You still have access browser. to life support lines. Yes. If a family member, yes. there's emergency, there's, you know. Camera, because I want to take pictures. Yeah. That's the thing is I mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to take pictures when I'm having family st- time. I take can pictures. still take pictures. There's a little bit of an inconvenience with a particular ad I'm using because, uh, or app I'm using because... You need to get into the app and then go into your exclusion list and click it out of there. Yeah. Rather than just using the native icons in your phone. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of strange. And so but it, but it serves the purpose of, of making it more difficult for you to use the apps. These are not elegant apps. And I wonder if it's because minimally viable for them is just to lock things down. That's what people want. Yeah. To lock things are, these, down. are these free apps? All of these are free apps. Do they have pay, paid upgrades that give you extra features? I think so. I don't know what the extra features are because I have not been unhappy with what they've provided from the free apps and I really don't want to pay. Yeah. So it's it's really helping me. My my wife isn't engaging with it. I think she has like less of a problem because my wife does a lot more legitimate shallow dives into her phone mm-hmm. where she'll go in for a specific purpose and then hop back out. Uh, but I've just noticed it just it, 
it improves my ability to connect with my kids. And over time, the longer it's on there, the more I don't even think about that I'm locked down, that I can't get into my phone. Mm -hmm. And the more it just isn't used during those periods of time. And I really, I really like that because I've, I've been reading a lot about how kids feel like neglected. Yeah. Like, like you're ignoring them all the time. And I don't think that that's parents' intentions, but I think it's something, especially if you're like me who rabbit holes on like everything, like I don't read just one article mm-hmm. and I don't just read one Facebook post. And, you know, I think being creative in Snapchat is something entirely different. It's on the other side of my brain. Like when I see an opportunity to share some stuff. Yeah. Then, then that's different. But I'm a, like, I'm a, I'm a binger of content. Yeah. And I'd like to think that most parents want to be present with their kids, but these devices are just, we're becoming addicts to them and we're not consciously knowing that we're in the phone. I don't know that I'm, I am not aware that I am on a binge until I'm like, wow, I haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Um, or worst case scenario, Julie goes, Jeff, I need you to put the phone away yeah. right now. And I've gotten so much more receptive to her saying that. Right. But Did I, you, would you get defensive previously? I still do a little bit. I'm working on that in general in, in life. This morning, um, this morning, I'm going a little bit off track, but I'll come back and I promise it'll it'll make sense. Um, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I go to the fridge, grab four bags of frozen breast milk for my infant son out to thaw, to put into bottles so that daycare can feed him during the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I go and I do that and there's always this risk of overheating the milk. And Julie and I have had a conversation several times that if we overheat the milk, like superheat it, we kill the nutrients in the breast milk. Yeah. And we're shortchanging our son nutrients, and that's not a good thing. I know that at my core, I can't neglect that breast milk. Uh, there's also the part where I'm not being very sensitive to the work that Julie puts in to producing that yeah. when I when I destroy it, right? Right. But I put I put that in, started thawing, and then I see Griffin, my toddler's light come on in his room, and I'm like, oh, Griffin's up. I'm gonna go in there and I can multitask a little bit. And whenever I do that, I just, I like, I'm, I'm neglecting, like I'm, I'm neglecting this milk. Well, sure enough, I come out after helping Griffin get ready, feeling really good at my, uh, feeling really good about my parenting because Griffin wanted to get dressed by himself and I gave him the time to do so. He successfully got dressed and it was just like a really good moment for the two of us. But I came out and Julie handed me the breast milk and, and was clearly in a foul mood. And the way that she, she matter of factly said, you can't do this. Yeah. And then I said, I was in there helping Griffin and this was a really good moment. And you're bringing, like, I made it all about like, like I attacked her. Yeah. Needless. Not good. But this is like something that, again, I go through phases of, that's like my standard operating procedure. If I don't check myself, my reactive mind, my reaction to things. My emotional reaction to things tends to want to come out first. It's quicker than my logical response. And it's usually dead wrong mm-hmm. for what I should be doing in that situation. Yeah. It's a fight instinct. And I have the same when she says it about my phone. I get all defensive. I'm like, well, I'm reading about the upcoming election and I'm researching candidates because we have a responsibility. It's my civic duty to be on my phone right now. That's that's exactly the crap that I tried to pull. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what it, the reality is. It doesn't matter what you're looking at. Yeah. Your sons need you. Yeah. I need you. I need you to put the phone away because it's not appropriate right now. And she's always really, really good at wording it in this logical yeah. way because she's no she's knowing that she's poking bears. Sure. She knows that this is probably going to start a fight. And what I need to do just in general is slow that emotional response 
and allow that logical response to be the first thing that comes out the gate. Okay. It's so hard though. I'm sure. And so what I'm trying to do, I want to be better. That's the ideal in those situations. But how can I minimize the amount of situations that I run to run into in the first place? Mm-hmm. And so that's where the app provides that barrier. Yep. And puts you in that situation less. And in doing so, alters your behavior or hopes to alter your behavior. So let me ask this. What time does the timeout on weekdays end? It ends at 8 for me. It ends at 8. So it's 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 sort of aligned to when your children go to sleep and the parenting is sort of over for the night, um, back on the phones. So in the same way that you are trying to protect that time from the time you get home from work until 8 p.m., as a family unit, wouldn't you also want to protect that time as husband and wife, as partners? Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm not saying that this is what happens, but I could see this happening where kids go to bed and then you guys go your separate way onto your phones, like together in the same room, but no longer paying attention to each other and only paying attention to your news feeds or Snapchat or, or whatever. So why stop it at eight? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and, and that's a rhetorical question, right? I'm just saying that you're, you're, you're protecting a portion of the time and that family time. And that's great. And I applaud you for that. And it's something that I certainly could work on myself. I think everybody could. I see that a lot everywhere and I'll tell you I'll I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. Um but while it improves your engagement as a dad. Mm-hmm. It may decrease your engagement as a husband mm-hmm. after eight o'clock, you know? So how do you be mindful of that too? It's probably something that I'm ready to start working on a little bit more too. Yeah. Something that we usually do right after the kids go to bed is we try to do our chores Mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Yeah. Sometimes that's not fun. Yeah. And you're tired. You've had a full day of work. Sometimes it is though. Like I don't do a ton of stuff with my hands on a daily basis. Yeah. There's something cathartic about doing the dishes for me. I know really? not, not everyone likes doing the dishes, no. right? Uh, <laughs> it's it's a well-defined task. I know my process. I know that I just need to transfer everything that's from out on the tables and yeah. everything like that. I need to grab the stuff from the sink. I need to load the dishwasher. I need to hand wash the stuff that needs to be hand washed. I need to ensure that whatever the process is, that I have clean bottles for the breast milk in the morning. It's a straightforward task that you can turn your mind off and complete. And at the end of which you can feel accomplished, like you've accomplished something. You've checked Mm -hmm. a a box off. Yep. Yeah. And then we do right around nine o'clock, settle down. We sit on the couch. It only takes you an hour to do your chores, man. It's it's got to be that way because then Julie's got a she's got a pump before she goes yeah, to bed, right? And so, um, yeah, like it's it's pretty locked in. There is limited us time, and we usually choose to watch a show together. Yeah, and that show watching is like a shared experience that sometimes is distracted by being on our phones. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about what I want out of it. I think Julie's engaged in the shows that she wants to really watch. And then she goes into her phone when it's more of a show that I want to watch. Yeah. Which is fair. That's fair. It's, it's, you can, you can engage in the show proportionally to how interested you are in it. Right. Uh, there, there are show when we used to watch Big Bang Theory, 
we found ourselves because it was so like you know by the eighth season or so it was so predictable same thing over and over again but we were just watching it because we'd always watched watched it and we found that throughout the whole episode both of us were farting around on our phones Mm -hmm. and i really couldn't tell you what um happened in those episodes other other than like one big broad laugh and the rest of it kind of just you know talking and talking i'm really sad that superstore is going to be done soon because superstore right now is a show that we're both consistently engaged in yeah and it overcomes the phone glare it's not something where we have to intentionally say okay let's put our phones away or one of us say to the other hey don't you want to be watching this you just started it yeah but I think that the both of us could do a better job during that time of respectively turning to one another when we become aware that one of us is more engaged in it than the other. Yeah. And saying, I'd really appreciate if you put your phone away right now and watch the show with me. It's tough. It is. But you know what's weird? So here's here's what I think about that. Because I find myself in similar situations in our house. Um, if you're silently watching a show together in the same room, how is that any different than you being on individual devices, right? You're, you're not communicating to each other. Probably not. You know, you're, if you're deeply engaged with the content on the screen that's in front of you Mm -hmm. on the wall, how is that different than both of you engaging with content on your screens in your hand? I think that your point is valid. It's not the same as having a straightforward conversation with one another. Right. It's not the same. It's not even the same as doing chores together. Like, I I actually think when we're both not grumpy and we both have enough energy, and those are big ifs. Yeah. Those don't coincide all the time. I would actually say that's the exception rather than the rule. Sure. Well, we need to give you some grace because you have a very young child. And a toddler to go along with that and both working full time. So this is not a you guys are are crabby people or <laughs> or curmudgeons, whatever. I mean, you're kind of a curmudgeon, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's valid uh, we, too. we need we need to, to set context that this is just and, you know, when when my children were younger, I was in more of that place. So this is not. Um, shaming you in any way, right? This is understanding the nature of what it's like to have kids who are under one. Your kid and your your youngest is under six months or seven months, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Right around at seven months. Right, right. So you're still in that part of life that I hated. You know, that was very, very difficult. So, so seven months that- is getting better. The first it's six months to. is really tough. It's starting to, and um, so let's 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 wrap around this discussion mm-hmm. that we know that this is temporary, and we know that this is a condition of um, what it's like to have a new a newborn. But you bring up a point, and the reason why I'm running with it is not just to pacify you bringing it up as a yeah. point. I believe the success of my family's relationships begins with the success of my relationship with my wife. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I believe I love my kids, but the most important relationship for me to maintain in my household is the one with my wife. Yeah. Which is hard because that's mm -hmm. the first one to get dropped when the kids need something. It's the one that you abuse the most. That's unfortunately true. And I think that's that's fairly universal. But right? it doesn't it has the risk of making your relationship strained. But it doesn't just because it's the one you abuse the most doesn't mean that it's the one that uh is necessarily neglected or 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 means the least. Yeah. So like I know that I abuse my relationship with my wife because, and she does the same uh, the other way. Right. I mean, I have the perception I do it more than her, but I'm sure she has similar thoughts that I do. Maybe not as similar because I overthink everything. But it's like 
I guess it's as simple as this, man. Like our relationship existed before them. Yep. It's going to need to be strong in order to support them. And all things willing, it will survive after they're gone. Yeah. Right. Not them being dead, hopefully. But them, them no longer living with no you. longer living them and needing us to be adults, you know, full full functioning adults. Yeah, yeah. That are semi independent, right? And if you, and if if the focus you 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 focus zero on on the the relationship and only on the kids, then once the kids are gone, what do you have left? You still have to nurture that mm-hmm. relationship, and that's that's a challenge to do. It's 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 easy to forget about when you get in the mix of things. So it's so much bigger than just, I want to be there for my kids. Right. For sure. Because I do. I mean, there is is very few things more important to me than doing all I can to raise happy children. Right. But part of like that is doing it in a way that my wife is also – happy doing it with me yes and so i'm not just unplugging during family time because i intrinsically want to be there for my kids i mean don't that that is the big reason why i do it i'm not just doing it for my wife yeah but that it is a contract with me and my wife Mm -hmm. that it's something that i can put into the emotional bank account and um continue to uh, store that away for rainy days when i freak out about overheated breast milk yeah, and things yeah. of that nature. Sure. Um, I know my own humanity and I know that my wife appreciates good deeds, um, doing things for her over any sort of material gifts. She's not like a, a present person. Yeah. What she is is like if 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 you clean the house and you don't say anything about it. Yeah. And you just act like, you know, it's no big deal, that means the world to her. Yeah. If I go out and I cut down the shelves so that they fit in the bookcase, that means the world to her. Yeah. And so doing this, because we had explicit communication, that means the world to her. Yeah. And so, you know, it's simple, but happy wife, happy life is something that rings true for Yeah, me. yeah. So I want to circle back to a couple of things. So I said, oh my gosh, it only takes you an hour to get through your chores. I say that facetiously because... We are in the period of our lives where we have got dinner, then soccer practice, then hours of homework help and, 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 you know, doing that kind of stuff. So by the, by the time the kids go to bed and this week has been bad because there's been a lot of homework before Thanksgiving break and, you know, we've been up 10, 30, 11 o'clock with our son to try to get through this middle school homework and then we don't have time for the chores so the dishes pile up the vacuum doesn't get run right um there's there's so much so i I was that was more of a comment on (laughs) on my experience than than on yours i have an hour where you don't yeah well sure sure there's a lot of stuff your kids are staying up later than mine yep your kids are going out and doing more stuff then when, you know, our bedtime routine is really starting around six o'clock when we get dinner going. Yeah. And that goes immediately into PJs. Like we're, we're, we're going at a pretty good clip. You've got a lot of like contingencies yeah. with oh, the homework sure. and the practices and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So it's, yeah, it doesn't it's get e- easier. It gets different, right? It gets different for sure. Um, So where you have got. Let's Julie say, wants to hire a maid service. At least she threw that out. She was yeah. like. I really want a maid that I can become best friends with so I can feel less guilty about the fact that I'm paying someone to clean my house. Yeah. But that would be the dream. That would be who's the boss? <laughs> <laughs> you get Tony Danza there and... and uh, Oh, dang. And, and, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So another thing I want to circle back to. Um, we had an experience where we went out with some friends and the whole time that we're out with them, the other two, meaning not me or my wife, um, were on their phones the entire time uh, in conversation, 
talking to us while looking down at their phone. Mm. Um, and this is not uncommon. I find that so many of our peers, people, you know, in our age group, um, parents on the younger side, um, are so engrossed in their phones. We are so conditioned and and addicted to our phones that that is the norm. So you saying, oh, I, I have a little bit of guilt or it's it's humbling every time you have a reaction to pick up your phone instinctively. At least you're cognizant of that. Whereas a lot of experience I have with other adults my age is they don't, they're not even aware of it and don't know like if there was a video of this evening they would be shocked probably at how much they were looking down at their phone throughout our 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 night mm-hmm. um i've seen uh when when my daughter was in preschool and i went to go pick her up i saw a woman in a giant suv with her phone in one hand a coffee in the other and driving up to the school where 2030. Oh, you got to stop. No, that just, I got it. That just makes me uncomfortable. Like, like (laughs) there's so many variables in there. So point being so much of society, so many people are so glued to their phones that they're, um, withdrawn and disengaged and you see and um you know i don't know how much you saw it um when you were in the classroom but my wife who's in a kindergarten classroom now um she in conversation with the kindergarten teachers at her school have said that each year the attention spans the um the amount of behavior problems has spiked Mm. drastically you know like in talking to a teacher who's been teaching for let's say 20 years same grade kindergarten same school and worse and worse and worse and worse behavior these kids are acting out and one could argue they don't get attention from their parents at home so they act out to try to get attention in any way they can right that's a Mm -hmm. that's i think that's a, a common Thing throughout the course of history right you you act out because any engagement if it's yelling if it's you know getting in trouble that's better than zero engagement um and it's zero attention so a good good on you for trying to be mindful of this um but you're already a step a- ahead yeah you know this is, this is this is me trying to um uh therapize you and and well, say like i feel well, good about that is therapize <laughs> a, i don't a word? probably not we'll we'll fact check we that. need to make it one yeah that's the word of 2019 that's right but for 30 listeners <laughs> so i can see and and let's say you leave you leave the office at five and you don't get home till 5 30 or so you said you start the wind down process at six so take away the time for for eating and preparing meal or whatever your your time with your kids is very short from Mm -hmm. monday through thursday yep so even more reason to safeguard that time um that you that short time that you have where my time might be a little bit more extended well you know you take take away an hour and a half here for for soccer basketball practice you take away um an hour for homework and, and maybe it's working on it together but it's it's less you know it's it's focused on the on the homework itself right and less about the engagement like you know together although it's probably in there somewhere i think that there's a big risk for you with the practice stuff i think with homework that's a ripe opportunity for you to be fully engaged one-on-one with a kid as soon as you jump into it, like you don't often like neglect telling your kids, okay, it's time to do your homework. What do you have for homework tonight? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you, I'm, I'm asking sincerely, do you, you don't have a problem with like, that's a regular part of your routine and you unplug naturally for that or no. 
Um, I mean, now think about last night where it lasted. There's there was a book report mm-hmm. due today, a math test today. Um, there there was a lot going on. So, um, it was a long stretch of time, and and my wife was working with my son on the homework while I was taking care of our daughter and all you know she doesn't have a lot of homework right now but we can't both be helping with homework and like let her you help with the younger kids let her work. juggle knives or whatever mm-hmm. um but you know sometimes we switch it you know it, it just depends oh you switch yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah it just depends it just depends on the night um, but i wonder when you're on. doing that it's fully an active process right or is there like some passive time where you're like you're more chaperoning like you're creating like like some impetus for them to get the work done, but you're not necessarily hands on supporting them with it. Um, I think it 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 varies depending on the mood, the attitude, the sure. Um, you know, uh, you know what middle school boys are like. You know? I do. I for I don't think we've addressed it on this. I taught seventh grade right students. You were also a seventh grade boy, and I also point. was a seventh grade boy at some point. Yeah, and I think about that often yeah when i when i think about seventh grade boys about how i don't remember being in seventh grade right right so but here i i'm sorry and i don't want to take up too much of the time on this but let's instead not talk about let's not talk about the studying because that has a lot of variability to it when you go to soccer practice for example yeah your role is pretty consistent you show up yep and what you do doesn't matter a lot to the actual practice getting done. Right. You need to stand there. But you do have a choice of whether you are there and present for your kid or you have the choice also to pass some of the boredom time of sitting around on your phone. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like – I'm not demonizing any of those choices – like yeah. there's a clear cut choice in that and you have there's an opportunity cost that comes with each of the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say it's a game. So it's a little yeah. bit more um, high stakes. A game is different. Right? So if it's a if it's a game like, you know, you could potentially be on your phone for, let's say, 60 percent of the game. And during that 60% of the game, you might be taking video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like your engagement with your phone. So we're including that, right? Yep. Um, and then the 40%, you have the phone away and you're just being there to support your son or your daughter, depending sure. on what it is. The question is like, how much of that is there, are they noticing? And are, are they noticing when you're on your phone? And what kind of takeaway are they having from it? And how does that, how does that make you feel? Is that something that you want? Is that something they want? Mm-hmm. Do you ever intentionally talk about it? There's a lot of questions there, but I'll, yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be okay. curious about so your So I'll start off process. with, um, uh, my, you know, my daughter's in first grade and this was her first year in soccer. And at that level, they don't even have goalies. They don't keep score. Um, every time she's in on the field, She's looking over at us, seeing if we're watching her on the field, waving and stuff. Um, so that I know is very important to her that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to me to watch because I love watching them play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that to me is, um, you know, I used to be really crazy about college sports. Um this watching my kids play brings me 10 times the joy any any sport watching um that i've experienced in my life so for her she's hyper cognizant of us on the sidelines i would say she's 90% focused on us and what's happening on the sidelines and 10% on where the ball is um so <laughs> There's there's that for my son um, practice is really focused and the um, it is uncommon. How old your son? He is 12. And he plays. How would you categorize 
the level of sport that so he's it's, usually it's, engaged in. It's competitive travel soccer. He is a sixth grader who is playing up on the eighth grade team. So it's, you know, the practices are um, very skill and strategy focused. There, It's really nothing to watch. It's not common for any parent to watch practices. So you are either in the parking lot, which is sort of in view of the field, but not a great view of the field. You can mm-hmm. see that they're doing something and that they're there. Um, but uh, you either sit in your car mm-hmm. and play on your phone, listen to a podcast, do some email, or you run out to Costco, which is a block away, do your shopping, come back, pick them up, and then go home. And he's kind of at an age where it's kind of expected for that to be an engagement that he's in without his parents. That's yes. That is his professional development time. Right. And, and it's, it's nothing interesting to watch. It's just, it's practice. This is the thing that you've got to do to be get, to get better at your games for the games. I'm not on my phone. His games are competitive. He's the smallest person on the field, you know, any given game. I'm always nervous about, you know, a bigger kid trucking yeah. him and and him getting hurt or something like that. So I'm not um, there's nothing more important in that moment than watching what's happening on the field. Yeah, I'm invested, you know, as if I were playing on there. I feel like I'm more nervous for those games than he is. You know, he's in the past year they played in, you know, uh, three or four tournaments and made it to the finals of each of those tournament tournaments and yeah. played in the finals games. It's nothing to him. You know, he doesn't get nervous about that. I get nervous. Um, and, you know, recently there was a football game, a very uh, high interest football game locally that was going on at the same time at the college in town at the same time as my son's game. So I'm checking the scores of that football game. I, I can't generically watch it. it. Was it Michigan, Michigan yes, State? Yes, it was okay. Michigan, Michigan. I don't know if people listening <laughs> yeah. to this yeah. care or, or it's just, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I'm saying that genuinely because okay. I, I think, I, I think it's cool that that's how you, you, you will always genericize yeah. in order to Th- be I in, think about the audience. I always inclusive the audience. for the audience. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm a, I'm a jerk when it comes to that. <laughs> so I'm looking at ESPN, the score of the game on my phone as my son's game starts and 90 seconds in the game, he scores. Then this is his first goal with the older kids. You know, he's he's more of a of a passer, you know, a playmaker um, setting up the other guys. So I nearly missed his only goal of the season by looking at the score on my phone. And I was like, nope, I'm done. And I put my phone away. Um, And then it didn't come back out after that. What's that? Your phone did not come back out of your pocket after that. Correct. Also because it was raining <laughs> and it was, sure. there was a hailstorm. Um, but uh, regardless, regardless. Um, and this isn't me. I, I don't want to make this sound like I'm taking you to task and making yeah. you go through and like evaluate like your behavior. No, no. Uh, although like you're, you're doing that right. a little bit. Well, oh, yeah. well, you, so you kind of self-diagnosed your behavior and, yeah. and the impact that it had on your family and your relationships. And, and I think, um, I can certainly relate to that, although we're in a little bit different place with our kids and their ages. Something especially about your oldest son that I realized when you started talking about practice, you're talking about practice, practice? is that you talked about it being his professional development. Yeah. So it's him putting his work into, you're talking about the craft of being a better soccer player, yeah. which I'm not poo-pooing. Right at all but it's also this social development time for him mm-hmm. that's not with his parents yeah that's with his peers that's in a different setting than school yes and it would be an oversight to say that that's not significant for you to get your ass away from there sure. so that he can have that yeah and you're not dissing it's not the same as your daughter who still needs that from you Yes, and you being on your phone. There's a big difference between you not being there and doing something else because you're making an intentional choice and knowing that your son needs that 
distance from you in yeah. those situations. Yes. Then neglect with like making a conscious choice to or not a an unconscious choice. Yeah. Uh, because you're bored with what you're watching. Yes. Yes. What when I disappear into my phone, it's because um, I'm passing time waiting to pick someone up, or mm-hmm. you know, um, I. It's either stand there and stare at the floor or try to be productive or get some entertainment out of my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel hyper cognizant of um, times when I'm uh, supposed to be present, not supposed to be where I want to be present and, and my family needs me to be present. And while that I will slip into my you know my phone now and then um for me dinner dinner is the time the only time we can count on every day mm-hmm. that the four of us are together at that table and i have been um and through encouragement through from my wife um and and you know it goes both ways right both of us we put down our phones during dinner mm-hmm. that is the extent of our our limiting ourselves because yeah. we f- i feel like our lifestyle um, does the timeouts on the phone for us. The situations yeah. um, require us to not be on our phones. And now that's not to say that we don't still have that same um, dilemma of like, okay, uh, kids are in bed. We're going to watch a show. We're going to watch This Is Us. And you're on your phone looking at Facebook and I'm on my phone checking Twitter. Um that could use work. We're deaf and and you know, back to your point about let's watch this together. Even though both are silently looking at screens, one is a shared experience, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're talking to each other or not, it's a shared experience that you can then reference later. Talk about, oh my gosh, can you believe so and so died on that show? So and so's got diabetes. Oh, whatever. And for us it's shared laughter. Ah. Like I need to have shared laughter okay. every night. Yeah. And that's why we tend towards comedies. Yeah. And that's why Bachelor you need those shows that are fun. <laughs> yes. You know, because you're be- laughing at the, the, the dum dums. <laughs> We're laughing on at this the dum dums. Yes. Yes. And I when get I don't it. have that, I feel less connected to her. For and sure. Feeling connected to her at before we go to bed is important to me. It it allows me to feel like my day is complete. Yeah. And then I can go into the next day because guys, I know that the morning's going to come and there's going to be more, you know, wrangling kids. Yeah. And you guys have deliberate date nights. Yep. You know, that you you are protecting that that time and honoring the time uh, as partners, right? As, um, independent of being parents together, right? Right. Which, which, is, which is good and, and important. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think that that is something you're doing all of the right things, you know, and mm-hmm. I know it's hard to see outside of the fog of what's your current life with with an infant, with a newborn, with a with a baby um, and another child who still needs the care. Regardless of what the baby needs. Right. You yeah. Know? So um, where I. Um, so I, I commend you for for all of this intentionality behind I want to be present for my family, my children, my wife. Um, I think that is splendid. Um, what I have a problem with is intentionally handicapping my device mm-hmm. that is used for emergencies. If, um, you know, twice in my life I've had a phone call from my mom about the passing of a of a grandparent that if I had to do a little code and go into an app <laughs> to unlock and wait a minute for for me to get that news, um, that's not okay to me. You'd never I, forgive yourself if something oh, went wrong. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, even even worse, uh, someone needed me immediately. My my mm-hmm. presence was needed immediately. Um, that. I'm not okay with doing anything to my phone to prevent me from 
accessing or being being accessible yeah um other people in my life um i i feel like i self you i seem s- like you self-manage pretty well i self-manage and your and life it's taken a long time doing that to get there and it's through um you know i'll catch my wife on her phone during dinner so he's like hey hey phone phone and she does the same to me we're not perfect at it we still slip if there's a a message thread going on that's really, you know, crucial to like the planning of a, of Thanksgiving or or something that hey, I've got to take care of this. Have you guys um, deadened your pride about that now? Like, has it been so long? Because you you guys are old as shit. Yeah. It has you you've gone through that so often? I hope people laugh at that. I want people <laughs> to know that that's a joke. <laughs> they don't. They probably they might not know how old I am. So whatever. No, I didn't get carded for the first time. That you're day. talking so about like you've you've built it over time. Yeah. Like I imagine you saying that like. When you, f- when the two of you first started having those conversations, did you have reactions of pride? Like, did you have like foolish, foolish pride of like, oh my god, I'm caught? Like, like, yeah, well, like, it, like, like I'm embarrassed. Like, like yeah, do you because, take it personally? Because how, how? Because I'm being a hypocrite. I'm, I'm, I'm holding her accountable mm-hmm. for for not being on her phone during family time. Yet I, you know, I can check Twitter. Oh, but I wanted to see if any celebrities died. You know, what if what if someone famous died and I didn't know about it the very second it happened? And, um, you know, there's or there's times where I was like, you know what? I'm looking at my phone for work. I there is there is an email that someone sent and I need to respond to it before, you know, the situation gets out of hand. And uh, this is work. The reason we have this food at this table is because of oh, work. Oh shit, man! You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I would say oh, those things, but but maybe you were married to a saint. If the you said thought that process stuff. of like, oh, it's okay that I'm looking at my phone during family time because it's for work and I have to. And divorcing myself from that thought because mm. it's like, okay, do I live to work or do I work to live? If if I'm you know, work already gets me from eight in the morning until sometimes five thirty, six at night. Right. My kids deserve that time. My wife deserves that time. Um, an email can wait until, at the very least, until the kids go to bed. But you know what? Probably it till can morning. wait until tomorrow. And and my supervisor has been very clear with me. You need to protect your family time. If I happen, if she happens to send an email at night, she writes, "I do not expect a response tonight. Tomorrow, look at this tomorrow. Just because I'm on email in the evening does not mean that you need to be too. I want mm-hmm. to make that very clear. So, um, I've had the support from my work um, environment to say. You need a break. You need to separate. You need to take your vacation time. How many years have I lost vacation time because there wasn't a good time to be off, you know? Um, so I'm working on those things. We're working on those things as a family. And, and you know, the kids have devices. They're, you know, they're not cell phone. They're, they're old cell phones, but they don't have wireless service. They're just Wi-Fi enabled. So all, there, was a, there was a point last weekend where all four of us were sitting on the same couch, but looking at our devices, and we all looked up kind of at the same time. We're like, "This is a little weird," and this is not okay. And then we put them down, and, put them and, down. and did something together, right? But we recognize that um, it's very easy to slip into because you, I like, oh, you know what? I just have to respond to this text message real quick, and I respond to it, and then they respond back. So okay, I'm I'm already here, so I'm going to respond back, and then oh. Facebook notification came in. What the heck is that? Who's tagging me on something? I didn't do anything le- recently. So you click click on that and check it, and then you spiral it. You know, it snowballs into yep. an hour goes by, and you you have you you went to check one notification, and you've been on for an hour. So I'm all for unplugging and intentional unplugging. I am not for an app that will do it for me because you can override it. You said it yourself. You can, can override it. Mm-hmm. So what's the point, right? Ultimately, what you're communicating to me is the intent is to unplug. Yeah, yeah. The intent is to recognize that humanity is more important than our phones. And definitely we feel like better 
people, like we feel better about ourselves when we're connected to one another and when we're in control of our devices and our devices aren't in control of us. Sure. I think a difficulty um, that I have with your argument is I agree with the ideal. I would like to not inhibit my phone. Yeah. Um, But I, I also... I also don't think that people that use like Nicorette patches yeah. are somehow um, uh, less than committed to quitting smoking. Y- yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, I, I, I respect like everything that you've told me feels like it's not as significant to you. Yeah. You have more opportunities um, that uh, are natural engagement opportunities that help you to compartmentalize and put your phone away. And you've also had more experience over time managing your family life than I have. Yeah. I have a situation where I have a lot of boredom time. Yes. Where I'm holding an infant um, and I'm not interacting with that infant in um, ways that are like really super exciting to me. Yeah. But yet it's really important for that infant's development that yeah. I'm engaging with the infant on my lap. And, and see that you're looking and not at my him phone. And, yep. and and squeezing his fingers and 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 so like I do I, like I'm not mad about what you're saying. Yeah. What what I'm saying is I don't think that what I'm doing is less than because no. I'm because I'm locking down my phone and kind of preventing my be using technology against itself right right because i think the the major thing is that we have ownership over how we use technology rather than technology using us yes yes yes. and i do think increasingly technology is becoming more invasive and is becoming more suggestive to our behavior patterns than we are being suggestive to how technology should be used yeah and that that kind of scares me. At the same time, I have grace for people that are engaged in their phone. I was telling you the other day that like I go through these moods where I see people just like with their heads down in their phone and, and I want to punch them yes. or I want to take their phone and throw it. Yeah. And that's, again, uh, you, you know, I'm working on this emotional response, yeah. uh, uh, you know, getting ahead of the logical response. Wouldn't that be a fun YouTube channel, though, is just like a guy dressed up like a superhero and kabang! Knocks phones out of people's hands while they're you. You just go to the, the grocery store and in line, everyone is like looking at their phone. And it's like kabang, 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 and then just like slapping them on the ground. And then I go, "You're welcome." You're welcome. And then I run off and like leap in the air with my hand. Engagement, yeah. man. Yeah, it, it's um, I have empathy for those people. Like I, I, I know that the people on their phones ignoring their children don't hate their children. They might. They might. They might. But I, 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 I know. I, I, I know that I've. It's like you said. Like, it's more than just being hypocritical. Like, I know that these things are. These devices are exciting. Yeah. Like there is literally an opportunity to never be disengaged. Yeah. Your brain right. can avoid boredom. 100% of the time you you're awake. You never have to be bored. You never have to be bored. Oh my gosh. And that's enticing, yeah. right? To never have to be bored. But but with that becomes like there's increasingly opportunity cost that we're missing out on. Yeah. Like the opportunity cost is we're not as cognizant of the opportunities we can create where there's the perception of boredom. Yeah. And so many things come out of downtime and if you don't have intentional downtime and not overrun that with entertainment right like like think of car rides yeah car rides in my childhood ebb and flowed with like engagement and lack of engagement yep engagement and lack of engagement and now car rides are Kids on tablets right. watching movies and playing games yeah. and listening to music. Which I would have loved to pass the time on a trip down to Florida from Michigan watching movies. Yeah. That would like I, I you know, that would have been awesome. But 
you know, I you have these these we had as a family, me and my sisters, mostly playing games and like doing like the the license plate game and and coloring and coloring books or reading or something like that. And then like stretches of just misery. Mm-hmm. Like this is the worst. I can't wait until we get there, you know. Um uh that's such a different experience. And I wonder like like I would replace that in a minute. <laughs> you know, I yeah. As a kid, like I like I I look back and I and I I I'd want that. Like I, I'd want yeah. to escape for periods of time. Yeah. Like um, the movie Click, for example. Like yes, like, you just Adam fast Sandler. Forward, Adam, yeah. I, another Adam Sandler thing. That's right. Um, fast forwarding through all the boredom times, but right. like like the continuity, like the ebbs and flows, are what makes the um, like the valleys are what makes the peaks stand out. Yeah. And if it's all peak, there's no peaks. Right. And I don't want to tell people how to live their life. Um, and I am not a um, – um, I don't know the term for people that are against technology. Technophobe. Uh, technophobe. I, I am far from a technophobe. Right. Um, I love it. Uh, and I, I – I, I give Google all my things because mm-hmm. uh, all my personal information yeah. because the service that it returns makes me happy. They're going to get that info anyway. You might as well <laughs> give it to them. Um, but my final pitch to you okay. is that if there are any areas of your life where you feel like it's particularly prone to uh, – you are particularly prone to – going into your phone and missing an opportunity that you might otherwise um, uh, want to engage in. If you have regular occurrences of that in your life, um, I'd say consider uh, trying out one of these app lockers. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, um, do you now like app lockers? I think what you've said is so important. It's important for you and your family. It's important for me and my family. You know, my son's 12. In six years, he'll be off to college. That's not a long time. Six years will go by like that. Um, I do want to protect that time. I do want to make sure that I'm present, that my kid's memory of me isn't the top of my my forehead while I'm looking down at my phone. Um, So if you're asking me, do I like unplugging? Then yes, you have definitely convinced me of that. If you're saying, do you want to use these apps? That is not, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not for that because they're, I'm a little OCD when it comes to control and like um, being hyper aware of uh, emergencies that could happen or, yep. or, or contingencies or stuff like that. Um, which you can make exceptions for, but I understand. Yeah, but like, it's if it's, it's buggy, just, it's you know I don't want to take the risk. I, get I it. check the locks on every door before I go to bed. It's just that's just part of. Oh my god, I'm married to you. <laughs> so um, here's what I'll say. I no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not liking the concept of putting an app on my phone that will that a i can override because i know that i'd probably do it too much um if i can prevent myself from overriding that app then i can just as easily this and this is just me personally i can just not mm-hmm. pick up the phone in times when i need to pick it pick it up mm-hmm. um having an apple watch also helped with that because i could quickly at a glance see is it something that needed immediate attention or was it just an email notification that my Amazon package was delivered. So that, you know, that was cheating yeah. in a little bit of a way. But um I think the conversation here um is impactful and made me realize that there's so much more I can do to intentionally be present for my family, for my wife, um, for my friends when I'm when I'm out with them, for my extended family, you know, when mm-hmm. we're getting together holidays whatever um so i'm gonna say let's let's say that you're trying to make me like unplugging more an intentional unplugging of you know connection to my phone um i'm gonna say yes yes you made me like that 
I don't know what that does for points. Well, I think I think what it does. I let's let's give you the point because the you know making me like an app pales in comparison to making me dedicate my uh, my engagement to my family. No, that's um, that. I want you to like apps. Okay, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Three points for you. Two points for me. That's where it stands. Hope you like this episode. Give us a like on, uh, I don't know, what, Twitter or something? Check us out at Twitter, at Make Me Like This. Um, I don't know where else we're at. You don't need to do anything. Just, Just thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Sorry, I missed everything you just said because I was on my phone. <laughs> you dick. <laughs>